TGIF folks, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to all our listeners around the world, logged on to QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, how are you doing, and of course, good morning to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, TGIF, we made it, yeah, I'm a little sluggish this morning, so I'm going to have to pick up the pace with some um, music, so we're going to get into a little mix before we get started the mix of course is courtesy of yours truly moments with me here is chanel chanel moore 3d me love your body, cause your body make me happy This is one you're lying and all your friend never knock it Let me body good because nothing never shotty Never broke down more, so me no jalopy Nobody not for no, you're not chatty chatty See don't see don't want to see So you're rocky with me rocky, but I'm flying on my belly Something like a magic But you want to run, boy, stop it Love you in a 3D Yeah, me want to show you the real me Oh, I'm so cute for your grandson You know how long me want to link up, God know Me want to love you in a 3D Yeah, me want to show you the real me Oh, I'm so cute for your grandson You know how long me want to link up, God know The car run out of control when my back it up so Seat belt tight, so I'ma strap it up so Time me up, time for fun And if you run me, I run you down Cause even in our next life Just a reminder to everyone on Clubhouse Do go ahead and update your app Rosolo just got kicked out I've been kicked out a couple of times this week I remember it started on the weekend actually I was in Teflon's room Got kicked out a couple of times I was in a room that Kevrock was doing Got kicked out a couple of times I don't know, every time Clubhouse does an update I don't know what it is But I keep getting kicked out so I realized that I have to make sure I update check I have started checking for updates more regularly now I, I was not you know too good about doing that but yeah we got to check our updates and make sure that we're up to date <laughs> because we will get kicked out and I have been kicked out while doing coffee and toe before it has happened right these things yep but good morning to DJ Teflon, good morning Marlon, good morning Rosolo, TGIF, we made it. We're starting it off with a little reggae dance hall mix this morning to get us up and ready to go. Feeling a little sluggish this morning, but I definitely need the music plus my coffee. Pepperoni, best thing in me life, yeah you want me trophy Extra try running, me no want that again Be a loving when you give her that me want back again Cause you give me more than a bargain yeah. That is my example Last night, one piece of soap Go out the yard and it's on the home I remember what's something little something She listen something tune on a bowl Last night Glad that something happened Me drink a magnum swing it like a band 
I remember what something little something This is how everything happened Y'all sit up on the bike Vroom vroom Take your to ride it too Body firm like tree root So we not shake nor move Sit up on the bike Vroom vroom Take your to ride it smooth Body firm like tree root So it not shake nor move Last night Something else I'm Touch her heart That she can't forgotten she said, no game, anytime you're ready, girl Let me name, the place get wet like In a rain, then I make you feel high like On a plane, she say I saw the load, the hat Baseline sweet and I touch this fat Dancing, she love, do that Girl, coat the chat Come wine till you broke off your back Broke off your back Broke off your, broke off your, broke off your back Broke off your back, broke off your back Broke off your back, broke off your, broke off your, broke off your back Everybody catch panny me, pull on pan your man, catch panny me from now. I then know what you want. Yeah, my, yeah, my everything. Pretty girl, if you wine panny, can't sing. First of all, girl, you want what be diamond? 
me sure if you come back Just what the end me lose your contact Make me fret no me lose me contract Yeah, me love when you fling it from back And me the on the flat and you the on top You all into no half chat And down then a shot and down then a slap Me love you Me not go hide my conscience Me behaving, you know You know no problem You a lick man, she pa daily, you a man Tell me why you take up your bumper Back up your bumper Tell me why you back up your bumper Back up your bumper Baby, me love how you a bounce for me rhythm See a boy you like a hoe, I go give him Back him up in the corner and leave him Why not have no waistline, I waistline running Bounce for me, bounce it up Turn on, girl, I make it you pump it up Which girl I watch you with her mouth in up? Oh, she She no act like you No, she no cuter than you No, I'm out it full of mildew So I go with attitude She need a do. A lifestyle no better than you No, make sure she can't whine like you I want to take me while you feel do Tell me why you crack up your bumper Crack up your bumper Tell me why you back up your bumper Crack up your bumper Baby, crack up your bumper Good morning to all our listeners. Logged on to QMZRadio.com, JohnnoRadio.com, and of course, I gotta say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. TGIF, it is Friday, August 12th. Today, it's all about the Friday Mix Summer Party Series, courtesy of Moments With Me. Yeah, I'm doing the mix today, but guess what? I'm doing it throughout the show. So all the mixes are courtesy of Moi. Not a DJ, so don't hold me to any bar, please. Just playing the songs I like. Gotta say thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, M-I Media Moments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And I'm also on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. When you want to hear a real mix, a real DJ, <laughs> I'm going to give you a few places to check out. Check out JohnOrator.com. Download the app J-A-H-K-N-O. It's available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Then, come on over to Clubhouse. You can find DJ Teflon every Saturday, guaranteed. One thing I'll say, grease your waistline. Get ready to keep moving. Put on your sneakers. Get ready to keep moving for good four hours minimum. All right, so yeah, check out DJ Teflon on Clubhouse. He brings us music all the way from the UK. Coming up after this, we do have the headlines. Keep it locked. She's the sunshine. There's no Warmer than my island girl, she's my sunshine. Oh, she's so bad. She must come from Trinidad. Bring your body, come up in the grub. Jamaica girl, them 
Now one in a million cups He come by his little billion Girl from Bahamas and the French Indies Make me happy they got for more inches The half Indian call them from Diana Make the pharmacy run out of Viagra Girl from Barbados, Grenada Dominate this area Pull up my rear band so me can see clearer Pins, girl them take the place like a invader House full of St. Martin, girl more and be me neighbor Latino chicks from Puerto Rico and Cuba Girl know that girl from Central Aruba USB I demand, girl them they a tattooed Girl now me scrub like a sharpshooter There's no one to me like my island girl She's my sunshine Headlines we have coming up for you today in international news. UN chief issues warning as Ukraine nuclear plant shelled again. Russia Ukraine live news updates. Crimea blasts degraded Russia's army. News out of North America. New Jersey hospital worker arrested, charged after police find 39 guns and ammo in his office. Survey shows majority of teachers in Texas are thinking about quitting their jobs. Social media model had history of domestic violence prior to murder of boyfriend in Miami. Man who tried to breach FBI office killed after standoff. U.S. Attorney General defends search at Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Native American remains burial objects to be returned in Alabama. In business and tech news, gas prices drop below $4 for the first time since March. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Big Mac is coming back. McDonald's to reopen in Ukraine. In health and science news, are you hearing me on Clubhouse, folks? Okay, thank you, because I just got a text saying that I'm muted. All right, thank you so much. Uh, in health and science news, unexpected discovery could make story of very early humans more real, scientists say. Russia confirms Brittany Griner's swap negotiations are underway. In the Caribbean corner, Guyanese business group pushing for visa-free access to the UK. Dad demands answers after son visiting from US, shot by security forces, in J- and that happened in Jamaica. Total stranger protests outside courthouse, read Donna Lee's case. In our Latin American corner, Venezuela, Colombia, name ambassadors in attempt to repair ties. And believe it or not, news Missouri man charged for fatally shooting his neighbor over 10-year lawn mowing dispute. 
Burning body found hanging from tree in LA's Griffith Park. Police believe person took their own life. A Florida teacher resigns after colleague snatches pictures of black leaders from his classroom wall. Brooklyn funeral home sued for failing to embalm woman. Maggots observed crawling from her eye. In entertainment news, Twitter users drag Britney Spears after she only names black artists while referencing the marijuana use at K-Fed's home. And I quote, That house had more weed than ludicrous 50 Cent, Jay-Z, and Puff Daddy combined. Ouch. Ah, uh, you should not have done that. Ja Rule says he does not condone or agree with Irv Gotti's behavior in regards to his recent Drink Trance interview with Ashanti. I always wanted, I'm like, whatever happened to Kiss and Tell? Kiss and Don't Tell. You know, keep your mouth closed. I know women talk, but come on, guys, you gotta do a little better. And here we're gonna have some more news <laughs> and of course you're always going to hear the views here on coffee and chill but we're going to have some more music right now we're going to go with the reggaeton when we return we will have the details cuando no la llamo siempre me hace reclamo discutimos peleamos Pero llego a casa en la noche, la molesto y arreglamos Peleamos, nos arreglamos Nos mantenemos en esa pero nos amamos Ay, pa Qué pena me daría No tenerte en mi vida, vida mía, mami Nos arreglamos, nos mantenemos en esa pero nos amamos y ahí vamos Que pena me daría, no tenés en mi vida, vida mía Así que te llegue a todos lados Un vallenato desesperado Una cartica que yo guardo donde te escribí Que te sueñe que te quiero tanto Que hace rato está mi corazón Latiendo por ti, latiendo por ti La que yo guardo donde te escribí Que te sueñe que te quiero tanto Me gusta, 
me gusta. Mami, mami, con tu body, este party es un safari Todo miran como bailas, hoy tú andas con un animal Mami, mami, con tu body, este party es un safari Todo miran como bailas, hoy tú andas Baila mami, vente conmigo, aquí This is logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JohnnoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you are listening to Coffee in Tow, world news on the go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Take us wherever you go. And we have the details, starting with international news, coming up right after this. Subame la radio. Turn that radio up. del pasado en cada madrugada no encuentro ningún modo de borrar nuestra historia a su salud bebiendo a su salud bebiendo mientras me quede aliento Now it's time for us to get into the details. Let me tell you something. It is very easy. Music is so powerful. It is very easy to get lost in it and to not want to do anything but listen to it, right? But got to get back to the business. And we're going to be starting off with international news. And here are the details. Our first story is courtesy of Al Jazeera. The United Nations chief has called for an immediate end to all military activity around Europe's largest nuclear power plant in southeastern Ukraine as Moscow and Kiev blamed each other 
for renewed shelling. Ukraine's Energotom, and I think I pronounced that correctly, agency, said the Zaporizhia complex was struck five times on Thursday, including near where radioactive materials are stored. Russian-appointed officials, meanwhile, said Ukraine shelled the plant twice, disrupting a shift changeover, according to Russia's TASS news agency. In a statement ahead of a UN Security Council meeting called by Russia, Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez warned that any damage could lead to catastrophic consequences in the region and beyond. He said, the facility must not be used as part of any military operation. Instead, urgent agreement is needed at a technical level on a safe perimeter of demilitarization to ensure the safety of an area. UN Nuclear Chief Rafael Grossi told the Security Council that the military activity around Zaporizhia was very alarming and called on Ukraine and Russia to immediately allow nuclear experts to assess damage as well as evaluate safety and security at the complex because the situation had been deteriorating very rapidly. Yes, I don't think anyone wants an explosion there. So whatever you all need to do, please get it done. All right. Because the effects will not just be short-term, they will be felt forever. In other stories from the international scene, courtesy of Al Jazeera, Russia-Ukraine live news updates, Crimea blasts degraded Russia's army. Recent explosions at a military base in annexed Crimea significantly degraded the Russian Navy's Black Sea aviation fleet, and this is according to the United Kingdom. Two more ships have departed Ukraine's Black Sea ports, according to Ankara, bringing the total that have left under a UN-brokered deal to 14. Russia and Ukraine have traded blame over fresh shelling at the Zaporizhia nuclear complex as fears of a potential disaster arise. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has told officials to stop talking to reporters about Kyiv's military tactics you know that's something i always wanted about because they tend to do it here in the u.s as well they tell you what they're going to do before they get it done and i always said "Uh, does that make sense aren't you supposed to kind of move in a move in silence uh tell us afterwards what you did you know uh when you talk too much it can hamper or harm the plans Well, that's what I would think. You know, the common saying is, move in silence, folks. Move in silence. So I have to agree with Volodymyr Zelensky on that request. Stop talking about everything. Right? Nobody can tell you secrets unless you tell them. If that makes sense. (laughs) And let us head on into stories out of North America. Uh. Thank you, Ball Alert, for this one. A New Jersey hospital worker arrested, charged after police find 39 guns and ammo in his office. This is interesting. A New Jersey hospital worker has been arrested. This past Sunday, officers from the Secaucus Police Department and authorities from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security Investigations arrested 46-year-old Ruven Alonaleoff. That's a mighty long name. So please forgive me if I butchered it. At the Newark International Airport, he was arrested over a load of guns he had stored in his office at Hudson Regional Hospital. 11 handguns, 
27 rifles and shotguns, along with a semi-automatic rifle, were all found by police when they went into his office. He also had high-capacity magazines for the handgun and rifle. Police arrived at the hospital after receiving a report that a bomb was in the hospital. After going through and screening the hospital, bomb-detecting dogs gave a positive indication that there was some sort of threat in his office closet. He worked as a marketing director for the hospital and he's been charged with possession of an assault firearm and two counts of possession of a high-capacity magazine. There are no details about he obtained the weapons or how they were brought into the closet. Um, I don't know what to think. Is he planning to just store them there because he doesn't want them at home? Is he um, having, does he want to have them there just in case um, somebody comes in and he wants to be able to protect, you know, his employees or his co-workers or the worst, is he planning an assault on the, his place of employment? 39 guns. Why would you have that at your job? I think he's trying to pr protect the employees. You, know? <laughs> you think so, Marlon? Police not doing their job, so he's doing it for them. <laughs> That's a lot of guns. <laughs> yeah. 39. For one person so so you feel he's gonna hand them out just in case just yeah. in case hey each doctor get one just in case <laughs> just and every nurse probably uh, a patient or two you know you never know because you know but that sound like somebody um squeal on him sound like somebody saw him bringing in the stuff and decide to call them and um is it is it a good thing? Yes, because we don't know what his intentions are. Right. I wouldn't have stored them at the hospital. You know, right. because you look like he's trying to do something. If it's his personal thing, you should have them somewhere stored somewhere else, not at the hospital. So that's kind of red flag there. Yeah. But the thing is, what is interesting is that they found the guns because someone reported a bomb threat. So, but they didn't say if a bomb was discovered. That's the thing, though. All they discovered were his rifles and shotguns. Um, they held him at the hospital at the airport. I wonder where he was going. Yeah, there was. I don't think. I think, as I said, the bomb threat is just to bring the police there to um, for them to think there's a bomb, but. Somebody squealed on him for somebody saw something and just used the bomb threat as a, a thing. And where he's going at the airport, I don't know. We don't know, yeah. But for him to store it at the hospital, yeah, that's a, that's a big red flag. So, you know, he possibly had something up his sleeve. I don't know. I would love to hear more, though. I really am now vested in this story. 39 guns, 27 rifles and shotguns, semi-automatic 11 handguns stored in his office at his job at the hospital. Yeah, we're grateful that the tip-off was done because we don't know what direction he was going in, right? Our next story, also courtesy of Ball Alert, survey shows majority of teachers in Texas are thinking about quitting their jobs. 
according to a study which was conducted by the Texas State Teachers Association, 70% of the 688 teachers who participated in a survey are on the brink of quitting their jobs as instructors. These details about Texas, uh, Texas teachers' concerns and needs have been tracked for more than 40 years. This is according to a Fox News report. Some of the issues teachers noted including um, included employee shortages, inadequate pay, the amount of work they are given, and more. 53% of the teachers said they thought about quitting in 2018. Since the pandemic, 94% of the surveyed teachers said the pandemic led to an increased amount of stress in their careers, and 84% said they saw a boost in how much work they are responsible for. They said, if situations don't improve, if the political climate does not improve and the members of the legislature don't start spending more money on public education and teachers' salaries, it may get worse. I agree. The people that suffer are the school children. Their learning loss could get worse, and that puts the future of Texas at risk. I don't know what it is like in other countries, but I'm familiar with the U.S. and I am familiar with Jamaica. Familiar with Jamaica because you hear about the, the plight in the news stories all the time. And then my mother was a teacher. She was an educator. I see the amount of work that goes in. I've seen it. It's not easy. And on top of planning and prepping, you're also responsible for these children. You're responsible for shaping their future. Sometimes you are the one who has to guide them solely because, unfortunately, the parents don't have the wherewithal, whether financially, physically, or um, I don't know. But it's a lot of work. It's a huge burden. It's a labor of love, if you ask me. For someone to say that they're going to become a teacher, an educator, to be able to have an impact on the lives of children. And for decades, it has been the same cry. Underpaid. Overworked. At what point are governments going to listen? Because the very leaders of our countries, those who um, write the laws, those who dictate, those who push for certain things, had it not been for teachers believing in them, many of them, they wouldn't be where they are. So at what point are they going to realize that teachers are a huge cornerstone? When? You know what I believe too, these teachers are scared for what, you know, what's been going on in the schools as well with all the different shootings or you know, abuse. Because teachers take a lot of abuse from these students. And, you know, taking abuse and not being paid because I think teachers should be one of the highest paid um, profession out there. That's my personal opinion. Cause they put up a lot and they, they do a lot. You know, they, they, they spend more time with your kids than you spend with your kids sometimes. So, but they should pay them more and they do put up with a lot of abuse. And they, I, they, I think they're scared now because... The protection that they're looking for to in the schools is not there. I mean, slowly but surely getting there, but it's not there. So, but they, they need to pay them more. That's all. Yeah, it's not not easy. I know I couldn't do it. 
I don't have the patience for it, so I know I couldn't do it. And um, am I saying that all teachers are there for the right reason, Marlon? No, I'm not. There are some teachers who have no business being there, right? But for the most part, we do have to hold them in high esteem because they wear more than the hat of being a teacher. A lot of them are parents to your children because some of you parents don't want to raise your children. You would want the, the teacher to teach them good morals, teach them good manners. But yet, when they send a report home or they call you, you go on the defense when you're not doing anything to help them. So I join them. I can't blame them for feeling the way they do. So go right ahead. Go ahead, Javette. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Hi. It's Friday, Javette. It's Friday. Oh, my Lord. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ooh, you guys should be glad Dr. Daphne's not on the stage because she would give you a mouthful about teaching. Um, and it's not just even the pay. They're being forced to pass through the students, even though the students aren't passing their classes. You know, they're, they're being... Their hands are tied with how they grade tests because they don't want students feeling a certain way. I mean, it, 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 the politics of education has changed just so much. And the major thing, like you said, the protection of them and their pay. Who can live in this day and age making less than X amount of dollars when just even us normal people, we, let me not say normal people. <laughs> I know what you mean. White collar people. I mean, I went in and got some water and some crackers and something else. It was like $60 when I came out. <laughs> <laughs> I, believe it like, I believe it was like, what? I, I mean, literally, I think it was water, some crackers, some potato chips, and some honey. And it was like $60. It was ridiculous. So, yeah. But the politics in education has changed so much. And they're forcing, they're pushing through our kids, we, even without the knowledge. Yeah. No child left behind. <laughs> Literally, right? Literally. Yes. By any means necessary. And then we wonder why we are not as progressive as we ought to be for a first world country. Children from third world countries, Javette, have a better education. It's true. I don't know. We got to do better. We have to do better. And what is interesting, too, is that the public schools are not all equal. They're not. And I have to admit that. So, if you're looking to purchase a home and your children are going to public school, the unfortunate truth is you better move into suburbia because that's where they're going to get the better education. Make the sacrifice if you want your child to have quality education because it's the property tax that plays a huge part in determining the quality of education that your child gets. So, just know... That for K through 12, for those 12 years, you're not going to be able to enjoy the luxuries of life. Because you, if you plan to buy a home, bite the bullet 
so that they can have a better future. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that people who live in an area where the homes are valued at 500000 and above, those children who attend those um, public schools get a better quality of education than those who live in, let's say, communities that are more filled with renters, apartment buildings. Am I making sense, right? Yeah. You know what helped moments? The charter schools. Even though they're public charter schools, they're, um, the education is ran differently. And I've had my daughter in charter school since New York. Public charter schools, but since New York. And that's why a lot of people don't like the charter schools. Because they are teaching our children better. My daughter was doing PowerPoint presentations in fourth grade. Okay? I didn't learn PowerPoint to what? College, I think. <laughs> or on the job for some people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. But I, I will say that something needs to be done. I am sick and tired of hearing teachers complain and cry out. And I have to agree with you, Marlon. They should be held in high esteem. They should be paid way more than they're being paid right now. So, it, you, yeah, go ahead, Marlon. But you know, um, a lot of teachers, we, you know, you're being a, a less... Go ahead, or, go ahead. ...being a low-income neighborhood, but the teachers, the teacher there will see potential in your child and will, you know, trying to help that child more than others because they know that child is is gifted, if you want to say that, and they're trying to get them out of that school or put more time into that child for you to make sure that child make it. But, you know, at the end of the day, the teachers are, no matter, they do a good, some of them do a good job, and they need to be paid for the job they're doing because they shouldn't be using their own money to buy supplies either. Facts. Cool. You know, all this money they're wasting on wars and doing all this stuff all over... They need to, the teachers should never waste their own money to buy supplies. As Ms. Jeff, Ms. Javed said, even mm-hmm. when you go to Publix, I just went to Publix and bought coffee for $60. <laughs> it's fine. I went there just now to buy some stuff, and I came out $60-something dollars later. <laughs> you know, so there's no, there's no, and this has been going on for years. Teachers should never, ever have to go in their own pocket to buy supplies at all. I agree. But... As you say, the $60, and Javette said it too, you realize that the minute you leave your house, you step outside, it's $100? Easily. Easy, easily. So I think Ota, say something for you. Go ahead, Ota, go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Where are you, Ota? Hold on, I'm looking at your PTL. Where are you? That was um, the summer bridge. Oh. Okay. Is it a significant bridge or something? Historic? Where, yeah, where Dr. King walked. Okay, okay. Where the um, Edmund Pettus Bridge, where the, um, the Civil Rights Movement walked. Uh, like, it's a very historic site, so I'm excited about it. Okay, I'm just zooming time. in. Okay, I'm just zooming in. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for sharing. I'm sorry, I'm being all up in your business, being nosy, but go no, right no, ahead. No. 
Nah, it's, you, you'll be surprised how many of us don't know what that bridge is and the significance of the bridge. So it was my first time going, and I was excited about it. So yeah, some people would want to see it. Yeah. Um, a little kickback on the the housing thing with the way the housing has changed. Even if you're in a five hundred thousand dollar neighborhood, you're still some of that is still considered um, the public school sector. It's not as good as you would think it is. Um, and most of the time now, as Marvin was saying, they, the teachers are spending their own money on um, supplies. That's because of all the budget cuts that they, the school systems have done in order to give their upper echelon more bonuses, which is sad. Yeah. Because you hear about these um, superintendents that make making all this close to millions of dollars and you're like why aren't they putting that back into the teachers and the classrooms and supplies and all sorts of other things and the budget cuts it's just it's when you sit back and look at it and dissect it it's just sickening um but there there are other ways around the, that public school sector like in florida they have um what they call step up for students where you make a certain amount or you keep under a certain amount and you can send your, your children to private schools and be afforded, no matter where the private schools are, be afforded the education that you really think that they should. Okay, do me a favor, Alta, to say that again because I was not aware of that and that's valuable information, especially for our listeners here in South Florida. Please, I'm going to ask you one more time. Teach us about that. It's called Step Up for Students. Primarily, um, depending on the um, number in the household, four or five um, people in the household, you're allotted um, a certain income, and they, the students are awarded scholarships in order to attend private schools. They will, um, the program is called Step Up for Students, and just recently they raised the um, income level to, uh, I want to say, um, we have a hundred thousand um, per family. So if you look at it, it's on the website, and they're asking people to register all the time now because they have money to give away, so that students can go to these different schools and be afforded a better education. All right, thank. You. I just pulled it up, and um, I'm gonna share it on my IG page when I when mm -hmm. after coffee. So thank you so much. Thank you for sharing yes, that welcome. information. Also, the valuable. Indeed. So wherever you live throughout the country within the U.S., check out to see if they have a program like that in your state, right? Take advantage of whatever opportunities there are to provide our children with the best education that we can, you know, have them have access to. Yeah. yeah this, this kind of information needs to be passed around because our the others, they don't let us know about it. When we find out, we have to let each other know. We yeah. have to. Like, every, every chance I get, I tell people about the program, and they need to check it out. Yeah. Because, and they need to pay for transportation if needed be. So. All right. Yeah, so again, folks who are listening online, um, stepupforstudents.org. Stepupforstudents.org. You can, um, for private school, get an average of $7,700 a year per child for K through 12. New income eligibility limits are there. So jump on that website, folks. 
find out what you can and i have to say thank you Otto, for sharing that valuable information because we say we want our children to have a better opportunity and this is how we do it as we get the information we pass on because the truth is they're not advertising these things so it's each one tell one you get it you pass it on and that's how we improve and change our lives and the communities that we live in thank you so much again i can't thank you enough for that all right um one more moment before yeah, we go yeah. um a lot of times that our students our children are diagnosed with um these learning disabilities for those that are diagnosed with these learning disabilities there's another program called the mckay scholarship um that one you apply to as well they give you about the same amount of funds but that one though if they stay in the mckay throughout high school and go on to college they also pay for two years of college okay so that one is the mckay scholarship is that m-c-c-a-y Yes. Okay, let me type that one in so that, please forgive me if you're hearing the tick, 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 tick from, <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I've typed that one in, so, yeah. Okay, so it's also under the umbrella, it's linked to the um, stepupforstudents.org, okay, perfect, thank you again, so I'm going to post these links on Instagram, and um, yeah, links like these once I'm working on my website. When I'm doing the website by myself, a lot of work, really. Um, so once I have the website up and running, links like these and any links that um, any of you make mention of that people can benefit from, no matter where you are in the world, right? Because remember, we're global. It doesn't matter. Provide information. We're going to put the link there so people can access information. It's all about accessibility, right? So thanks a million. Uh, okay, we're... Put it in the chat. Javetti's asking that we put it in the chat. If you're able to out please go ahead and put it in the chat for us, okay? Um, so our next story is courtesy of WSVN out of Miami. And this is a developing story that we've been following. Social media model had history of domestic violence prior to the murder of her boyfriend in Miami. Officials said a social media model who has been charged with the murder of her boyfriend, boyfriend in Miami had a history of domestic violence months before the victim's death. In a news conference held Thursday afternoon, the Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office released a video of a February 21 incident that showed OnlyFans and Instagram model Courtney Clemmy attacking her boyfriend, Christian Toby Obumseli, in an elevator at Juan Paraiso, or Paraiso, the condo where the couple had been living together. The defendant was aggressively attacking Christian, said Miami-Dade State Attorney Catherine Fernandez Rondo. The video dated April, uh, February 21 also showed <clears throat> excuse me, Obumseli shielding himself with his arms and pushing Clenny in an attempt to fend her off. Fernandez Rondo played the video at the news conference to show the violent dynamic that persisted in the couple's relationship with Clenny as the aggressor during episodes like the elevator fight and others. An extremely tempestuous and combative relationship, said Fernandez. Back in July 2021, Clenny was arrested in Las Vegas and charged with domestic battery. According to the arrest report, Obumseli was the victim. Prior to the press release, police released her arrest warrant to the public. Um, yeah, she was toxic. 
that was a toxic relationship because on the news yesterday we were also hearing that people two fl two stories up could hear the ruckus that would happen in that apartment all the time but you're not married so why don't you leave why didn't he leave her alone i keep saying this and i'm always trying to get into the mindset of people who are abused physically and mentally and verbally why do we stay he left for three hours came back to his death and then she said that she threw a knife at him and based on autopsy reports that was impossible it was a forceful um, stabbing How do we let people know it's okay to walk away from these types of relationships that are not conducive to your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, your physical well-being? How do we let our friends and family members know it's okay, leave? No one should have to die at the hands of a partner. No. Well, I always say though that fear in certain relationships is is very tough. It's hard for some people. Everybody has the different reasons why they can't leave a relationship or why they stay into a relationship. But the number one is fear, I believe. And sometimes you want to leave, but you just can't. Or you want to leave, but I don't know, it's like, if you leave that person, the next person, pick that person up, don't go to the same abuse. Whoever is doing the abusing, they need to fix themselves. You know, they need help, they need something, because you cannot bring that trauma to someone else who is trying to be with you or love you and, you know, trying to help you do the best for you and you're abusing that person, because I tell you something, a lot of us... Men get abused from feet, from from women. Uh -huh. A lot of people realize it and don't know it, you know. But men do this from women a lot, you know. And it's it's and if the man turn around and do something, he's the one who's going to end up probably in jail, maybe. Because if if you saw that video, if that guy had hit that girl mm -hmm. in that elevator, he would be in prison. Mm -hmm. Guarantee that. That's you know so. It's, it's just sad. It's just sad. But um, in the quote, Bobby's on the phone. Go ahead, Otada. Go right ahead. As, as the mom is doing it, um, men suffer with more abuse than, than what people actually think. And it's not always physical. A lot of times it's mental abuse. But we, as men, are not supposed to be able to voice that because we have to be the strong ones. Yeah. Yeah, but... The, the things about that also, what I've noticed over the years of dealing with these domestic violence issues is that the women that, well, both parties that are abusive, it's like they're so abusive in one sector and then so loving in another, and it makes their partner, it makes the partner harder to leave. 
for yeah. some reason, it, 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 they just latch on to that more loving part than the, the physical abuse or the mental abuse that they're receiving. Hmm. And, and it's weird. I, I, you just can't wrap your brain around it. Like, if you're being abused in this type of way, why don't you leave? And then you sit there and look at it and you see them together and they're so loving and you're, you're like, something is not, just not right. Yeah. I've known people to to show so much love in public and then you hear about hear some stories like she attacked him with a knife out of nowhere, out of nowhere <laughs> for nothing. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. And it is like, no, I'm not leaving. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right, then. So what do you do as the friend or family member? What do you do? But let me ask you something, Altaro, because that's an interesting point you've raised. Because when you were in the force, had have you ever been called out to a domestic violence situation several times, granted, and it's the same thing, and you're wondering, why don't they leave? How do you deal with the person who has been abused? Do you like, well, you know what? You asked for this. You don't want to leave. You know what? And they're telling, oh, don't arrest them. Don't put them in jail. Blah. And they're crying for these people. How does it make you feel? Well, previously, in years past, it was as long as a person felt safe and they were okay and no charges were going to be pressed or pushed, you kind of let them be. Somebody leave the house and have a cool off period. Um, as recently as, I want to say, 2012 or somewhere around there, somebody has to go to jail. It, there's no offense about it, but somebody, because too many times where officers would leave, leave the situation, have them do that cooling off period and turn around, you get another call, somebody's dead. Mm. So they've kind of taken the um, choice out of your hands to where now somebody has to go. Yeah. There's no more cooling off period. Your cooling off period is in the tank, basically. Yeah. Um, you you kind of... I remember one. There was one incident where I had at at the jail, where the the couple they were there to bond somebody out or something. They got into it. Then and there. Mhm. Are you there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Yeah. They got into it right then and there in front of us, and it was like we we kind of made the choice to let them go because there was nothing physical that happened. It was just mostly just yelling and cursing and things like that. But when during the story, when we had them separated, I was just looking at the guy like, hey, you're still staying? <laughs> she was like, you know, I, I'm like, dude, I would have left her right here and took off. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah. But what he said was, was like, can't live without her. Wow. And once somebody has that mental grip on you like that, it takes something drastic for for the separation. You know, you say mental grip, all Todd, and that's something Marlon always says. Once you can control somebody's mind, that's it. Yep. That's it right there. You have mm -hmm. them. But um, mm -hmm. uh, what's his name? Bobby made a comment in the chat. All he ever wanted in life was a white girl. And I, I don't think it has anything to do with color. Black women are very abusive. No, it's not color-based. It's not color-based. No. 
abuse has no race class gender it is in every walk of life regardless of financial status regardless of the color of your skin regardless of your race it doesn't matter it happens to everybody all right, so it's That's yeah, exactly right. yeah. Take let's take color out of the equation. Color has absolutely nothing to do with this, right? Love you, you is love. People sometimes choose to fall in love with other people. Sometimes it happens, and you don't even know it's happening, right? Um. So our next story, courtesy of the Associated Press, man who tried to breach FBI office killed after standoff, and this happened in Wilmington, Ohio. Oh, well, I should say the story is out of Wilmington, Ohio. An armed man clad in body armor who tried to breach the FBI Cincinnati office on Thursday was shot and killed by police after he fled the scene and engaged in an hours-long standoff in a rural part of the state, the Ohio State Highway Patrol said. The confrontation came as officials warned of an increase in threats against federal agents in the days following a search of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. The man is believed to have been in Washington in the days leading up to the January 6, 2021 insurrection and may have been present at the Capitol on the day of the attack. This is according to a law enforcement official briefed on the matter. The official could not discuss details of the investigation publicly and spoke on condition of anonymity. The suspect was identified as Ricky Schiffer, 42, according to the law enforcement official. He was not charged with any crimes in connection with the January 6 attack. Federal investigators are examining whether Schiffer may have had ties to far-right extremist groups, including the Proud Boys. Schiffer attempted to breach the visitor's screening area at the FBI office at around 9.15 a.m. and fled when agents confronted him, according to federal authorities' account of the incident. After fleeing onto Interstate 71, he was spotted by a trooper and fired shots as the trooper pursued him, said Lieutenant Nathan Dennis. Schiffer left the interstate north of Cincinnati and abandoned his car on rural roads where he exchanged gunfire with police and sustained injuries, though no one else was hurt. Schiffer was shot after he raised a gun toward police at around 3 p.m. on Thursday. The fatal encounter with police happened after negotiations failed, and police tried unsuccessfully to use less lethal tactics, Dennis said, without providing details. I'm not surprised, and I think you're going to hear more about that. Wasn't there a standoff here at the FBI office in Miami as well? I think there was, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Trump, your followers only listen to you. And they hang on to everything you say, and you've riled them up. Can you please ask them to exercise common sense if you care about them, not just to take their money from them? And not just to have them boost up your ego. But how about you make a statement asking them to calm down. Calm down. Because it's only going to get them killed. And you're still alive. You're protected. You're hiding behind protection and security. You're okay. But they're acting on impulse and not using any rationale whatsoever. 
But you know what to that too. I let him don't make I don't want him to make no speech and talk to them. They all need to get arrested and they all need to come out who we know. You know, so at the end of the day it's two sides to the story and let 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 him bring them out. You know, let him bring them out. I mean if if they're just if they're just dumb to do these <laughs> to go out there and, and, and still trying to put you know, fight for somebody who doesn't give nothing about you mm-hmm. let them come out. And if they wanna if they wanna go out there and go fight with the FBI and get killed, that's their business. Cause you how are you going to go to the... I don't know. They, they, let them come out. But the thing is, Marlon, we're saying, yeah, let them come out. Let them show themselves. Let us see who they are. But he's protected and they can't see that? That nothing is happening to him? It's happening what? to them? That's their problem because if, if you can't see he's protected and you're not and you're out there doing stupid things yeah, and going to attack the, the, the federal agents and, and police officers, first, once you approach them, with something, 99% of the time, you're going to end up dead. Yeah. So, you're that stupid to go out there and, and fight for somebody who don't care about you and, and, and you deserve what you get. You know? <laughs> let, let them I second that emotion. Good morning, Ms. Javette. <laughs> Good morning, Marlon. <laughs> we can only hope that they do get what they they deserve, but a lot of times, though, because of how they look, they get, unless they fire like this idiot, they just get arrested. Yeah. But um, one interesting thing I saw, and I couldn't download this video yesterday, was Trump going off on people that were pleading the fifth, and then the video just switched over to him pleading the fifth, <laughs> and showing his followers, like, Come on, you don't see this? <laughs> Calling them cowards. If you have nothing to hide, why are you in the fifth? Just speak up. Facts. You know, he said, I need the fifth. Uh, come on. Don't you realize pleading the fifth is not for everybody? I don't know if his lawyer talked to him about that, but pleading the fifth is not for everybody and for everything because pleading the fifth is basically telling these people, do what you want or I'm guilty, you know, or whatever, but... They don't. They don't. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> Everything. I don't know if the lawyer throw him under the bus and say, you know, let him plead the fifth, so his ass could go to jail. <laughs> They're probably tired of his yeah. ass too. You would be too. You dealing with this madman. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing though. I'm not gonna lie. One thing that actually scares me, um, what <clears throat> some people don't think about is that the law enforcement that are there serving and protecting, so to speak, a lot of them that are his followers as well. Yep. Facts. Facts. That's yeah. scary. Hiding behind the back the blue, right? Yep. Facts. Yeah. And you have the insurrection. Let's take the insurrection. There were a lot of his followers there on duty in uniform and you, you kind of don't know who to trust. Yeah. Like, I tell you, when I was on the, um, the SWAT team on, on the job, there was, when President Obama got elected the second time, some of those officers made very racially motivated statements and posted pictures, and the department did nothing about it, which caused a divide on the team. 
and we are looking at, I particularly looking at how am I supposed to be stacked up going into a situation with knowing how you feel about us like that. I, I can't do it. I can't even call, count on you to be my backup if need be. That's that's the kind of thing I think about. Accidental discharges and things like that. No, I'm good. Yeah. But this is something I always say to the um, the force, police force, you know, different forces. They condone it. So it will never change. Um, a lot of these stuff will never change because these higher up people in the force, they know who is who and they know what's going on. But they choose not to. I don't know if they, they don't want to curve it or they like it like it is or what, but they choose not to curve. And it's, pro it's probably if they curve it, they won't have nobody in the force. You know, a majority of force is probably racist, you know, so, but at the end of the day, they need to do something about that, because as Otada just say, I'm going in a, you know, somewhere with you, and I don't know if you're going to mistakenly shoot me, because you have a flashback, or you decide to get rid of me because I'm coloring my skin, and that's not right, you know, if, if I'm somewhere, I should be feel protected because me and your partners or we are colleagues to work together we should protect each other we should be on the same team you know not looking at my color and stuff because we all bleed red at the same you know, same time but it's just ridiculous yeah go figure like um real quick moment for you yeah, like, yeah. when I went to Alabama and this um, trip for me when we bought the kids. These we bought twenty six kids. My fraternity bought twenty six kids on college tours and and showing them historically black sites. And one thing that we kept uh, I pushed to my group is this happened sixty years ago. If you think about it, the powers to be were either teenagers in their middle ages. And they were being taught this because racism is a, is a learned behavior. It's not something that we just we're just going to say I'm going to be racist. Facts. Their parents were teaching them these behaviors, and they're still around, which means that they still put some of these values, their values, into their children. If you think about it, it's 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 a slow process to get rid of, but it's still there. That's why. We're dealing with it till this day, and anybody that says that it's not there or they don't see it, I think you're crazy or an idiot. <laughs> Both. I mean, give, give everybody the opportunity, but know that it's still there. I mean, the, the museums that we visited, oh my God. It, I, I would tell anybody to go if they can go. Just, just see it and understand what has really happened throughout our history. Wow. Well, um, you know something, Otoro? I'm grateful that you and your fraternity brothers are able to do something like this to have a positive impact on the lives of those young people. That's a good thing. And continue to do that, right? Reach out to them guide them the best way you can teach them their history because it's not going to be taught in schools as we have one story coming up later on as to what happened to one teacher um who is a white man surprisingly yeah and you know but we're going to talk about that later on and believe it or not stories yeah so we thank you and we thank everyone who takes the time to 
do something, no matter how small you might think. And you might think what you're doing is insignificant, but, but believe you me, it matters. It adds up. It counts. So be relentless in your efforts, all right? Uh, Al Jazeera is reporting U.S. Attorney General defends search at Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. And yes, they had the live press conferences yesterday. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland has defended the FBI search conducted at former President Donald Trump's home in Florida early this week, saying that he personally approved it. At a brief news conference on Thursday, Garland told reporters that the Department of Justice has asked a federal judge to unseal the court-approved warrant that enabled the search and property receipt relating to it. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in the matter. The attorney general did not provide details about the nature of the investigation that led to the search at Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in Florida on Monday night. But... Several U.S. media outlets had cited unidentified sources as saying that the probe is looking into possible mishandling of classified material. I personally approved the decision to search to seek a search warrant in this matter, Garland said, adding that the Department of Justice does not take searching citizens' homes lightly and would employ less intrusive means where possible. The search at Trump's home sparked fury among his supporters, with some Republican lawmakers promising to investigate the Department of Justice, including Garland, if they win power in the upcoming midterm elections. Others threatened to defund the FBI, accusing the law enforcement agencies involved in the investigation of targeting Trump for political reasons. On Thursday, Garland responded to what he called unfounded attacks against Department of Justice and FBI agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. I am honored to work alongside them. Garland's statement came amid reports of growing threats of violence and even talk of a civil war by Trump supporters online after the search. Ignoramuses. Native American remains burial objects to be returned in Alabama, courtesy of Al Jazeera. The Alabama Department of Archives and History is beginning the process of returning the remains of Native Americans and their funerary objects held in its archives. The department also announced that it had removed Native American funerary objects from displays where the artifacts had sat for years, viewed by school groups and other visitors. The Associated Press News Agency reported last month that 870,000 Native American artifacts, including nearly 110,000 human remains are still in the possession of colleagues, museums, of colleges, museums, and other institutions across the United States. This is according to data maintained by the National Park Service. The origins of these materials and the way they came into our possession is really quite problematic from today's perspective, Steve Murray, the director of Alabama Department of Archives and History, said on Thursday. We very much honor and agreed with Native perspectives on what is and isn't a proper type of material to show in a museum 
exhibition. The funerary objects were the personal property of someone who was buried, and then that burial was later disturbed without permission. The 1990 Federal Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act requires federally funded institutions, such as universities, to return Native American remains and cultural items to lineal descendants, Indian tribes, and Native Hawaiian organizations. The return, however, has been slow to happen. The first materials to be returned to Native American communities from the Alabama archives will be 37 sets of human remains and 349 associated funerary objects that were excavated from burials at two sites in Montgomery and Lowndes counties in the near early 1900s. The graves were of people who lived in Alabama in the 18th century, although some dated back to the 1600s. State archives have a total of 114 sets of remains taken from 22 sites across the state, plus the objects that were buried with those people. The remains of Native American people who once lived in Alabama were dug, often by amateur archaeologists, and given to the state along with the jewelry, urns, and other objects buried with them. University of Alabama museums are the largest holder of Native American remains and artifacts in Alabama. <laughs> you know what I when I saw the story last night, I thought about this. We take up their remains and we put them in museums. Why? For what? Why don't we let them rest in peace? Is there something that's different about the skeletons, the bones, the remains of the um Native Americans, or in other countries, the, the, the Africans. Is there something about the bones that's different from everybody else's that you're held in awe? Is that, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're human? What is the train of thought that would make you want to take up someone's remains and put in a museum? It's just like when they go hunting for um, animals. They put them over their um, fireplace. It's just another way for them to look at their trophies and things of that nature. Trophy. That's the word, Altada. Thank you. So, so we are trophies. Exactly. They want to see what they have conquered and show it to their next generation. They're teaching them how to treat people that they believe to be less than them. Thank you. Marlon, go right ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. I forgot about this statement. I was just listening. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Trophies. You are right. When they put those bears and the lions and the deer heads and all of that. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, thank you for putting, putting it in perspective for me, Alchardo. Trophies. Look at our spoils, right? Exactly. Um, if you go back and look at when when they were colonizing America, um, take the wild buffalo. The Indians used to use every bit of that buffalo and make, and survive for years, and the, the buffalo was still plentiful. Yeah, they come in and they only use a certain portion and and call it spoils. You know, it's 
they would just um, use their, port, their portion as trophies, gold, and that's it. The Indians use everything. That's a way for them to survive, and it was still plentiful. Now they're endangered species, as well, the Indians are. Yeah. Yeah. Endangered species. <laughs> you're, you're, you're throwing out some good words this morning, Altana. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I see that yeah yeah you know it's a shame that we have to look at it from that perspective right yeah it's time for us to take another break and today we're just doing the friday mix throughout courtesy of moi here is some more reggaeton daddy yankee featuring don omar when we return from this music break we have business and tech and health and science news stay tuned Dímelo, dímelo, como es que es la altura Yo te doy un 20 de dieta 
sex spicy, sweaty, hot, hotter than Miami summer. My man, my man, blow my mind. I'm talking Kirk Cobain, Nirvana. Now everywhere we go, we play. True for them, Madonna. You know the game plan. Same man, the season numbers like a rain man. Just change, change. I don't talk about it, I be about it, baby. You know it's just picking island in the Bahamas, baby. You know, my man, young fire, stop, drop, and roll. When I pull it out, she stop, drop, and blow. Yo la vuelvo loca cuando le paso la tarjeta y que más te toda. La que no revoca. Take my hand, girl, I got you tonight Bésame lento, que prisa no hay Take my hand, love me tonight No, no, no Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with me media. It is Friday, Friday, Friday. TGIF, we made it. And we are celebrating having a good week by listening to some good music. Hope you're dancing wherever you are. If you're sitting in a chair or even if you're driving, yeah, you can swing those hips. Coming up, we have business and tech news. For quality music while you work or play to get you through your day, log on to QMZRadio.com. And don't forget to download the Jano Radio app. J-N-A-J-A-H-K-N-O. Listen, it's Friday. J-A-H-K-N-O. Available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Take us on the go. Today, we normally be Feature Friday, but we're not doing Feature Friday today. We're just doing the Friday Mix Summer Party Series, courtesy of moi, playing, you know, my mixes throughout the show. Not a DJ, folks, not a DJ, just enjoying some good music and playing some of my favorites. And now it's time for Business and Tech News. Gas prices dropped below $4 for the time since March. For the first time since early March, AAA data shows the national average price of gasoline has fallen below $4. So far, there have been 55 consecutive days of declining prices. According to AAA, gas prices have declined more than 20% since they peaked in mid-June at $5.01 per gallon. Triple A data shows gas in California costs $5.38 per gallon, but that price has fallen by nearly 11% in the past month. In Texas, the lowest gas price state, it costs $3.49 per gallon. Uh, Javette, send us some gas, please. Gas prices remain elevated despite the recent dip, roughly 25% above the average national cost of $3.18 a year ago. Experts informed ABC News in late May that a travel boom was the cause of the summer's sky-high gas prices. Okay, so 
They say they're bringing down the gas prices. Can we have that reflected um, or reflecting when we go to the supermarkets, please? Can the price of grocery please come down? Please, I beg. I beg, I beg, I beg. Oh, I beg. I don't know about no lower prices because I filled up last night. Uh, 16 gallons is like $52. So I don't know about that. <laughs> and that's regular. And I'm driving an Ultima, okay? Oh, hold on, you said regular. Last night, 50 something dollars. Regular, last night. $52 for 16 gallons. So what part of Texas is it cheaper in then? Hmm? Texas, the lowest gas price state. $3.49 is the average. Come on, we, they got to do better. Not cheap in, in, in Miss Javette's side of town, that's why. <laughs> she in the upscale part of town, huh? <laughs> wow, Marlon. I thought you loved me. <laughs> I thought so too, Javette. You see, you got to be so careful, Javette. Got to be careful. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But good luck on that uh, price going down in the, in the, in the supermarkets. Uh, it's not going to happen. So I believe all this stuff, uh, especially that they, they, they got their money back. Here they comes Violet's theory. <laughs> the stimulus they gave out to every, and everybody. So they, they got their money back. So the price could go down. They're That's recouping. Something. Yeah, they sure. They got it all back. Not a bad theory at all, and I think I have to agree with you on that one for sure, for sure, for sure. Big Mac is coming back, and McDonald's to reopen in Ukraine. McDonald's will start reopening some of its restaurants in Ukraine in the coming months. A symbol of the war-torn country's return to some sense of normalcy and a show of support after the American fast food chain pulled out of Russia. The burger giant closed its Ukrainian restaurants after Russia's invasion nearly six months ago, but has continued to pay more than 10,000 McDonald's employees in the country. McDonald's said Thursday that it will begin gradually reopening some restaurants in the capital, Kiev, and western Ukraine, where other companies are doing business away from the fighting. Western businesses like Nike, KFC, and Spanish clothing retailer Mango are open in Kiev. We've spoken extensively to our employees who have expressed a strong desire to return to work and see our restaurants in Ukraine reopen. That's according to Paul Pomeroy, Corporate Senior Vice President of International Operated Markets, when speaking with employees. In recent months, the belief that this would support a small but important sense of normalcy has grown stronger. The Ukrainian economy has been severely damaged by the war, and restarting businesses, even in a limited capacity, would help. International Monetary Fund expects Ukraine's economy to shrink by 35% this year. McDonald's has 109 restaurants in Ukraine, but did not say how many would reopen, when that would happen, or which locations would be the first to welcome back customers. Over the next few months, the company said it will start working with vendors to get supplies into restaurants. Start working, um, yeah, to get supplies into restaurants, prepare those stores, bring back employees, and launch safety procedures with the war still raging to the east. While it will start to reopen in Ukraine, McDonald's has sold its 850 restaurants in Russia to a franchise owner, 
Hmm. That came three decades after McDonald's opened its first location in Moscow, becoming a powerful symbol of easing Cold War tensions. McDonald's had shuttered hundreds of Russian locations in March, costing the company about $55 million per month. Selling its Russian restaurants was the first time the company has de-arched or exited a major market. The 12 million people, was it, was it 12 million? Go ahead, Tibet, go ahead. Is it Ukraine where the fighting is happening? Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll um, mind my business. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you hear the, the, um, the tone of my voice? Like, okay, okay, all right, okay. Huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where the fighting is happening. But it's happening in the East where they're doing this in the West, right? And that's what I was about to ask. Wasn't it 12 million people it was reported? And I'm putting that 12 million in quotations, right? Because I'm at a point where I don't know what to believe anymore. I'm sick of it. But um, the 12 million allegedly that fleed, I don't know where they went to. Where did all these 12 million people go? But why didn't they just move to the, the West then? Wow, that's all I have to say is wow. Why did the 12 million just move to the West? Because things are okay in the West. It's the East that's the problem. Clearly. Well, the West probably don't want them. That's why they didn't move there. You know, but where are they getting... <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why Javed is saying wow. Just wow. Yeah. Okay. Alright, leave it there. That's where our nine billion dollars is, folks. And I'm gonna leave that right there on your doorstep. Do what you want with that. That's my feeling. Ah. <laughs> all I can do is laugh. Laugh. That's all I can do. I'm sorry. Just laugh. We're uh, idiots. We're I idiots. Art though, huh? gonna reopen their spot so they could get some of that money they sent over there. So if you, if you got a business in Ukraine, go ahead and open it now. You know, you could collect some of that money we just sent to you too. Cause we just sent another. Mm -hmm. couple so, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Jeffrey. Um, I already forgot my thought. I'm so like, I'm. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to drink my water and mind my business. You know what I was practicing last night, Javette? Because I'm going to sign up for OnlyFans. That's the name of it? Yeah, I'm going to sign up for OnlyFans. I'm practicing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can get my money. Because, you know, I'm going to just drink water and mind my business and see how I can make some money. So, very soon you'll be able to find me on OnlyFans. I'm going to do what I got to do. Because <laughs> we don't live in Ukraine. So until that time where we can get help easily, until that time, I'm going to do what I got to do. Ain't nobody judge me. <laughs> if you don't want to see me, if you don't, don't subscribe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Father was laughing at me, telling me I look like I'm disabled. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> There's no hope for me there. Wait, what Marlon say? <laughs> so I said to Marlon, I'm like, so Marlon, 
do you think um people will subscribe you know after doing what i did he's like um <laughs> what did you say Paul? i don't want to scold you what did you say <laughs> he's probably there cracking up i'm not saying anything <laughs> they, will, they will subscribe that's just <laughs> Uh, you know, people feel sorry for people all the time. So. That's what he said to me. They're probably something everybody feels sorry. Oh, wow. Molly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rude. That's so rude. But, you know, don't, don't you realize what people feel sorry for people that money? Molly. So, what I hear about OnlyFans, you can, there are people that want even the thing you really even think that they want on this. So I don't think it has anything to do with feeling sorry. I just think that moments will have something that someone will want and pay for. <laughs> yes, I will see. You need to tell you something, Javette. It'd be your own people, right? <laughs> we need we need a help, Miss Javette. So let us bring in. <laughs> it be your own Javette. The people who are supposed to support you the most, yeah, they're the ones who your haters. Yep, be your kids and your husband. They're your haters. There you go. I said it. <laughs> In health and science news, um, interesting. Unexpected discovery could make story of very early humans more real, scientists say, and this is courtesy of CNN. Research on ancient footprints has previously challenged what is known about when people arrived in North America, and a new discovery could shed more light on the story. Scientists have found 88 fossilized prints belonging to adults and children, likely dating back 12,000 years in shallow riverbeds on the U.S. Air Force Utah Test and Training Range. And I'm trying not to laugh here, so bear with me. This is only the second set of human tracks from the Ice Age to be identified in what is now the United States. Footprints record a specific type of evidence that most people cannot get from other types of archaeological or fossil records, said Kevin Hatala, who is a paleoanthropologist at Chatham University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He was not involved in the discovery. You can understand how large these individuals were, Hatala said. You can understand how they were moving when you see multiple trackways of footprints Within the same site, you can start to understand how many people were likely there. Were they likely traveling together or were they moving in different ways, he added. The fossils can offer important insight on present-day populations as well, said Darren Duke, who is a principal investigator for the research and archaeologist for the Nevada-based Far Western and it's this anthropological research group. It also connects the people ancestral to the area to the finds. An inadvertent find, the discovery occurred somewhat by accident, according to Duke and Tommy Urban, a research scientist at Cornell University in New York. And I'm laughing and trying not to laugh because they keep talking about when people arrived in North America. They keep saying that as if to say, people are always here. What part of that they're not getting? People existed everywhere. It's when them 
them. It's when those people arrived. That's when the world started. Yeah! Oh my gosh! We're still doing this? Come on, do better. Do better. Time for us to take another quick break. When we return, we have Sports Caribbean Corner and news out of Latin America. There's some more of my Friday mix in the summer series. Summer series, yeah. Let me get it right. I'm a little high on life right now. Coffee. The naturalist broke my secret. Yes, but I'm having coffee. Here is Pobre Diabla, Don Omar. Some more reggaeton for y'all.
sea mala No me dejes con la gana Se escucha en la calle y que ya no me quiere Ven y dímelo en la cara Pregúntale a quien tú quieras Mira, te juro que eso no es así Yo nunca tuve una mala intención Yo nunca quise burlarme de ti Amigo, ves, nunca se sabe Un día digo que no hay otro que sí Yo soy masoquista Con mi cuerpo negoísta puro, puro chantaje Puro, puro chantaje Siempre es a tu manera Yo te quiero aunque no quieras puro, puro chantaje Puro, puro chantaje Sigue bailando que paso te trae Si te dan ganas de bailar pues dale En el estático todos somos iguales Te ves bonita con tu swing salvaje Sigue bailando que paso te trae Si necesitas reggaeton dale Sigue bailando mami no pare Los tiene fuerte bailando y se baila así Yeah. <laughs> 
Bitch, I'm that smooth Damn, my life done changed From hustling on the block to falling off a yacht Damn, my life done changed But it took a still better than still off the chain Damn, my life done changed From sipping on vodka to owning the road Damn, my life done changed From an AK chop chop to Scooby Doo pop pop Y la cosa suena ra Y la cosa suena ra Scooby Doo pop pop Y el pum 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 Y el pum 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 Y la cosa suena ra y la cosa suena ra Scooby Doo pa pa Y el pum 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 Y el pum 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 Y el pum 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 Y la cosa suena ra 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 Scooby Doo pa pa Y el pum 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 Minute, minute, more I licked it, did it, now she won't some more I like them on all fours I'm all for it, for so Amando el loquito, el que te da un besito en el ojo carmelito Yo sé que soy grosero, pero estoy en candela, mami, llama a los bomberos No soy novelero Sube las manos para arriba, dale para abajo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, she can dance up a fever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every 
Logged on to the quality music zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Talk World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And always, we always have music. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram at Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. Yes, it is Friday, TGIF. I'm happy. I hope you are too. Ah, yeah. Normally we would have the feature Friday. We put that on the shelf for this week. We'll bring that back next week. So this week, I put myself to the test and said, I'm going to do the Friday mix this week. Yeah, and I did it throughout the show. Let me tell you something. Big up to all of the DJ and them because this rough, man, tell you, rough. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's rough, it's rough, it's rough. But I made it. We have one more mix to go in the Friday mix summer party series. Of course, I can't talk and focus at the same time. Don't know how you DJs do it. So whatever on a charge, on a deserve it. That's all I'm going to say on that. Thank y'all for tuning in and hanging out with me. Appreciate it. This is the beginning of a revolution. The voice of our generation. It's your boy Drizzy Drake. This Drake. is Rihanna. It's a little Chico Pitbull. I'm Nicki Minaj. Yeah, this is Usher. It's your boy Flo Rida. And you check it out. John O Radio. John O Radio. I agree with you, Javette. You hear me a little out of breath, too, right? Because even though I'm sitting down, I'm dancing side to side. Because, you know, you. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I stand up, and I will not do the mix. So <laughs> it will be just the songs, and there will be a lot of confusion. So I'm sitting down, and running, I'm like, here. I don't know. This poor chair is probably going to break under the pressure <laughs> soon. You can't help it. You can't help but move when you hear the music. It, it, I'm sorry. It's infectious, right? <sighs> Let me see if I can catch my breath a little bit here. Now it's time for sports news. Russia confirms Britney Griner swap negotiations are underway. Hmm, this is an interesting one. It appears that the chances of Britney Griner coming home have just improved with Russia confirming that a prisoner exchange is being discussed. On Thursday, Russian Foreign Ministry spokesman Ivan Nechayev, Nechayev confirmed for the first time that they were in talks of swapping Griner and another American prisoner, former Marine Paul Whelan. In previous weeks, news outlets reported that Russia was requesting the release of Russian arms trafficker Victor Bout, who is currently serving a 25-year prison sentence in the United States. However, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken would not confirm that Bout was the prisoner being released in the swap. Last week, the WNBA star received a nine-year sentence after pleading guilty to bringing a vape cartridge containing marijuana oil into Russia. Griner maintained that it was a mistake. However, 
the country still convicted her of drug possession and drug smuggling. Her arrest in February sparked international outrage and called for the Biden administration to act. Griner's case highlighted Whelan, who was arrested in Moscow in 2018 and sentenced to 16 years in prison in 2020. Whelan was convicted of espionage and has been fighting to come home since his arrest. The status of the potential swap remains unknown, but with Russia confirming the talks, it appears that Griner and Whelan have a good chance of returning to U.S. soil. Instructions were given to authorized structures to carry out negotiations, Nechayev told journalists on Thursday. So it seems as though there is a glimmer of hope. Not going to get excited yet because um, you can't you can't tell. You really can't tell with Russia. You cannot tell. Um, yes, they're saying it, but mm, you know what if they change their mind? So I'm not going to be happy or hopeful, <laughs> or should I be hopeful but not happy until she is on U.S. soil along with Whelan. But I will say this, with them fighting to get her home and getting her home, let us see to it that um, we're also going to turn the lens on the situation here with many people who have been arrested, many people who have criminal records, excuse me, many people who are still in jail for minor offenses. What would be considered minor? Right? Because it is going to come across as hypocrisy. It is going to come across that you only care about certain people because they have status. Or because they're in the quote-unquote celebrity scope. Right? Equal opportunity for everyone. That's all I'm going to say on that. That's it. Now it's time for Caribbean Corner. Our first story, courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com, comes out of Guyana, Guyanese business group pushing for visa-free access to the UK. The Georgetown Chamber of Commerce and Industry, GCCI, has called on the United Kingdom government to remove its requirements for Guyanese nationals to obtain a visa to enter the country. The GCCI is of the view that the removal of this requirement will augur well for continued deepening of economic relations between the countries and foster private sector development in both territories. It is with this in mind that the Chamber will make formal representation to the Government of Guyana and to the Government of the United Kingdom with a view of urging the respective leaders for examination of the removal of the visa requirement, the Chamber said. The GCCI's call follows yesterday's announcement that British Airways will begin flying to Guyana for the first time in March 2023. Flights from Georgetown, Guyana to Gatwick International Airport in London will operate twice weekly from March 27 via St. Lucia. British Airways will be using its Boeing 777-200ER aircraft, which has the capacity to transport over 300 passengers to fly the route. We head on over to Jamaica. 
for our next story. Dad demands answers after son visiting from U.S. was shot by security forces. A 15-year-old boy vacationing in Jamaica from the U.S. was shot and injured during an operation by the security forces in Sivu Garden, St. Andrew, on Thursday. The teenager, whose name is being withheld, is on the honor roll at his school and is an aspiring footballer who lives in the Bronx, New York. He was shot in the leg and later hospitalized. His irate father, Howard Johnson, is demanding answers and that the authorities act quickly to resolve the issue. He was quoted saying, my son is on vacation from the USA. He hadn't seen his mother in how long and he came to spend some time. He represents his school in football, is a stop student, and to know this has happened to him in his home country is hard to deal with. His father told Loop News on Thursday shortly after arriving on the island. Johnson is upset that his unarmed son was almost killed by the security forces in a nightmarish scenario that would keep any parent up at night. My son told me he went to, bu- he went to the shop to buy bag juice and when he heard the shots he began running to his house for safety. Then the police fired two shots in the air and said freeze. He stopped and when he turned around the police shot him and ran him down to finish him off and he had to cry out and when they saw the bag juice scattered on the ground that is what saved him the father of four said he would never have imagined that such a scenario could have played out with his son this is exactly the reason why i took him from seaview all my children migrated in 2016 and this is his second trip back to jamaica because he wanted to see his mom. The police have traumatized my family. My little daughter who goes down or who went down with him to Jamaica is afraid to go outside right now, and I have to be getting counseling for her. He is demanding a full and thorough investigation. Johnson is to meet with the children's advocate and police investigators today. That is so sad and so unfortunate. Um... But here's the thing. This is where y'all were a little careless. I would have kept his name anonymous because in giving out his name, giving out the fact that it happened in Seaview Gardens, you have already put the son's identity out there to some degree. Truly unfortunate. Um, Is this how the police force operates when they go into these communities? What are considered low-income communities or garrison communities? Is that what they do? They just go in and shoot up? That's it? Well, if that is the way they deal with these communities, how then do they expect that these communities are going to respond? How can you seek a change without being the change, if I'm making sense? Shouldn't you lead by example? For years, and I was being very um, sarcastic when I asked, this how we do it? Yes, that's how it's done. For years, we've heard of this approach. And what has it yielded? How has this behavior yielded a positive turnaround? I'm yet to see it. We've been doing this for years in Jamaica. It's not working. This approach does not work. It's a scare tactic that is not working. Try something else. Uh, That's all I can say to the JCF and the JDF. Try something else else go right ahead uh it's me moment go ahead javette yeah go ahead i'm so sorry 
So I've been out of New York for a minute now. But when I was younger, and even how I raised my daughter to this day, I told her, when you hear shooting, you don't run, you drop to the floor. Wow. Unfortunately, when he ran, he made himself a target. He should have just dropped to the floor. And I'm saying this because we're on a radio, and there's a lot of people listening. If it's not near you, drop to the floor. Stay down until it stops. Okay. Playing dead can save you better than running. Facts. Okay. Facts. Thank you for that, Javette. Word to the wise, or words of wisdom, rather, from the wise, to those of us who have never been in that situation. And yes, you know something, Javette? It's natural reaction for us to run and i'm going to tell you why i remember going to an event in miami many years ago myself marlon and a friend of ours and her sister rosola should have been there but she wasn't able to go but we went to an event down in bayside or bayfront park and we were pretty near the stage but you know we were towards the front but to the side close to the chain link fence that runs along there. Remember Clara's day? You know, I remember because Marlon <laughs> will never forget or ne never allow me to live down the fact that while I'm there or while we are there as ladies screaming out Shaggy's name, you know, saying, oh, Shaggy, we love you. And Shaggy said, I love you too. He was in the line getting water for us. And he's like, never again am I going to go get water for women while they're screaming out another man's name. So I remember this clearly. But at some point, people just started running. And he grabbed me, and he grabbed them. And he's like, come, let's go. We just started running. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what happened. If I remember well, I think Elephant Man was on stage. Don't I really don't remember what happened. We were just, I think it's panic mode or it's instinct. You just run right away. But that's a very good thing. Sometimes it's best to stand still and drop. Drop still and play dead. Yeah. Yeah, I was, that was one of the main things when we went out in New York. Yes, I'm going to do them right now. Okay. No problem. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's okay. So when we, um, whenever we went out, the first thing we did is look for the nearest exits in case something went down. We made a pack of where we're supposed to meet in case we got separated. And if anything ever started, you got closest to the wall and you got down to the floor. That was that was the main thing. And I, 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 I taught my daughter that <laughs> as she was growing up words of wisdom thank you for sharing javette thank you morning. good morning dr daphne how are you good um, i'm glad javette shared that because that's the same thing i've taught my son we always um there's no running if i taught him exactly how to hide where to hide find something that's going to you know shield him there's some kind of shooting too it's also going to shield you from the people running that's another thing you got to be 
aware of when you're dropping is you got to do it in a safe way. So the first thing we do everywhere we go, like Javed said, we look for the exit in where we could place our bodies to be sheltered from people running, from stomping, from shooting, from fire, whatever's going on. So it's, it, it's really um, a good tactics to um, follow. You know, especially if there's a riot, people start running, you still want to shelter yourself. But don't take part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Daphne. Thank you, Javette. And our final story out of the Caribbean corner. Total strangers protest outside courthouse read Donnelly's case. One woman who was among protesters outside the Kingston and St. Andrew Parish Court on Thursday in anticipation of Constable Noel Maitland's appearance on a murder charge in connection with the disappearance of his social media influencer girlfriend Donnelly Donaldson told Loop News that she is a total stranger. She, however, thought it necessary to show up in support of Donaldson's family because she has a daughter who is a bit older than the social media influencer. Though they showed up chanting, no justice, no peace, the accused did not appear as expected. He will instead appear today. Maitland was charged with murder last week. So this is still a developing story. We still um, last heard, we still have not found her body. We don't know. So um, at this point, somebody just needs to talk and say exactly what they've done with her. I think... Um, if there's any shred of common decency within you, just just go ahead and state where she is so she can have a burial. I'm not sure, but I heard that she confessed um, to the murder. I'm not sure how true it is. When did you hear that, Marlon? Yeah, I saw something on the internet the other, the other day. So he oh. confessed to her. Um, and then he they're trying to get him out because he claimed... He claimed that, um, <laughs> I just laughed on anyway. He claimed that um, the 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 ghost of the girl is haunting him. <laughs> As it should. <laughs> That's what I saw in the news. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope it's comfortable. <laughs> Bad things make joke, really. But I'm not sure true it is, but that's what I saw on uh, in the news the other day. So it never fails, Marlon, that those who commit murder always fear for their own lives. Why? 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 They commit murder. They they, they have no problem killing somebody, but then they're afraid of being killed. I want the dopey riding backside. <laughs> Jamaican I hope that, it, in other words, <laughs> for those who don't speak Jamaican or understand Pato, I sincerely hope he is haunted by her ghost. I, if that is something that really happens in real life, I don't know. Right? I hope so. It does. It really happens, Jamaica. I don't know. Does it really happen? Is it a real thing? Yes. Okay. All right. It's a real thing, folks. It's a real thing. So, yeah. I hope she choke him. <laughs> Tickle his feet every time. <laughs> smack him across his face. 
Josh. Oh, uh, just sit on Tannin. I'm afraid to say something, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to tie him up and beat him. <laughs> they beat them zombies. God, wrestle across his backside. <laughs> you know, you know which movie I'm thinking about right now. That one with um, was it Marlon or Williams the, uh, with the ghost? Yes, the one that you can have kind of sexual activities with. <laughs> That one. <laughs> well, that was that's a good one. <laughs> Father, forgive me for I have sinned and thought word indeed. <laughs> yes, I want them thought word indeed from them grocery before you sin. Oh my gosh, Lord, forgive me. With, with whip. He need to be beaten. The audacity of him to be concerned about himself after he did this to this young lady. After he did this. Allegedly. Allegedly. Listen, um, Javed, I believe him and the adult, the woman police, what her name is, I believe them have something to do with it and they don't talk. Why make a more statue? Just bring me off her tree square. <laughs> I'll make the citizen torture him. <laughs> one, one, one fingernail and one toenail at a time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully it's a coolie doppy. <laughs> what a difference! That's a coolie doppy, what a difference! Explain that one, James. Yeah, Jamaica, you don't know about coolie doppy? No, I don't know about coolie doppy, so I'm going to learn something today. Don't revoke my Jamaican um, citizenship, please. But I would like to know, what is a coolie doppy? Stop saying that word too, maybe. Which one? The coolie? Or the doppy? Yes. Yes. The coolie? <laughs> Okay, but I need to be educated here, <laughs> Senna, because I'm not familiar with the term. I'm gonna be very honest. No, so 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 in a Jamaica, the Jamaican um Indians in Jamaica, uh huh, them have a, a kind of witchcraft for them when them when them work. Okay. And them them raise the dead. Oh, okay. The the doppy and and them can set the doppy <laughs> on you. No, so, is, but hold on. So, how is that different from what the the um, voodoo that the, the the blacks do? How is it different? No, because because the for them one, for the, there's is that a, it's at a different level okay. in Jamaica. I don't know about anywhere else, okay. but in Jamaica, it's at a different level level. Because okay. I I used to I used to live in Coolie Town, Capron Pen, um, Riverton. That, that that was all Indians. Um, used to live there back in yeah. back in the days. But that's where what's his name is from, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um I don't know do you remember I don't know if you're old enough to remember Shirley Duppy? No, I'm sorry, I'm too young for that. Okay. Okay, so so back in the um the early two thousand and one, like about forty years ago. <laughs> the, <laughs> I'm way too young the, for that. I wasn't born yet. There, there was a doppy called um, Shirley Doppy, like um, some like they set a doppy mm-hmm. in 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 um, a yard to to get rid of everybody in the yard. Oh and Lord. JDC was there, like it was like a big thing, like wow. and it was happening in the day in the daytime too. Like people stand up outside and just see like stuff just flying out of the house, and everybody had to run out of the house. <laughs> no, it it. it no, it's serious, like, oh my gosh. 
a lot of this stuff sounds fictional, but sounds like, fictional okay, so, to me. Yeah. So I had this I had this girl that that used to work for me, um, in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and her her um nephew or something like I think it was her nephew. Um, somebody set dopey for <laughs> for someone else. They set it for someone else. And he was playing around in the yard, and and it, it caught him. Oh boy! And trust me, like I I, I witnessed, like not witness when it went in, uh-huh. but I knew them personally, so uh-huh. I know it's not it's not any fictional stuff. Okay. Right. And this this little boy couldn't talk for about two years. All right. And he would get into some some type of like like he would just jump and start fooling have a, fit. A, a bunch of different stuff. Have a fit. Yeah, stuff like yeah. that, and and he would and he would just like, sometimes you'd be talking and, and some like almost like demonic stuff come out of out of him. Okay. And then I remember one night, no, <laughs> she said like, no, one night, no, she said like, okay, they they, they hire like a coolie, um, some group uh-huh. that do witchcraft, uh-huh. and they are gonna get it out of him. Okay. And trust me, like about twelve hours. The band, it, it was like a music band, and them doing a bunch of different stuff. And I remember the night like it was yesterday. They were here the entire night over this child. And then at a certain point, you see like something happen, and then the child say like its first word, this first word in like two years, mm-hmm. and then throw him in a one in a one car and and drive him go um, straight to the, the the airport and leave Jamaica. Okay. So real, real thing. So James, <laughs> yeah. let, let me, and I don't, I'm going to wrap it up because um, t- I want to others to that. But I have a question because I'm accustomed to hearing people say "dope must say I've heard that comment a lot, right? And I just look at it as a just a comment, nothing more to it. Um, I've heard people always also say "bad luck was that obia." You know, you hear all these different sayings. But do you somehow could it possibly be that it's a case of belief kills and belief cures? I, I think I think that's a part of it too, but but it exists like okay. um, witchcraft and and to deny stuff like that is it, like saying that the sun don't don't rise in the no, morning. Sir. Okay, I got you. Yeah, right. but it, it it I believe like the the word belief kill and belief cure thing. Like I, I think that that's important too because like I don't put a lot of a thing into it. Like you know, woman time and and this right. and that and a bunch of because because when you look at a lot of the. the Witchcraft people in Jamaica, them can't buy the okay. next breakfast. Right, right. But it exists. Okay. All yeah. right. Thank you so much, uh, James. Venezuela, Colombia name ambassadors in attempt to repair ties. Courtesy of Al Jazeera, Venezuela and Colombia have appointed ambassadors to each other days after the inauguration of Colombia's first left-wing president, Gustavo Petro, who has promised to mend ties with its neighbor. Former Venezuelan Foreign Minister Felix Plasencia will soon be in Bogota. President Nicolas Maduro announced on Thursday the newly elected Colombian president, Armando Benedetti, a former senator, will be tasked with normalizing diplomatic relations between the two countries. In addition to exchanging ambassadors, the normalization process will include the full reopening of the more than 2,000 kilometers or 1,200-mile border between the two countries, which has been largely closed to vehicles since 2015, though it has been open to pedestrians since late last year. So they are making moves to mend the issues between them. Might as well, you're bordering countries, Venezuela 
y Colombia. Coming up after the music break, it's Believe It or Not News. Here's a little bit more from the Friday Mix in the Summer Party Series, courtesy of Moi, Moments With Me. We're going to kick this set off with Sia Chandelier. Can't feel anything when we're like Lauren I push it down, I push it down I'm the one for a good time call Phone's blowing up, bring up my doorbell I feel the love, I feel the love One, two, three, one, two, three, drink One, two, three, one, two, three, drink One, two, three, one, two, three, drink Don't Till I lose
we were like 10 Yeah, don't mess it up, talking that shit Only gonna push me away, that's it When you say you love me, that make me crazy Here we go again Don't go look at me with that look in your
circle Put love and vodka Girl, you might be a problem Run away, run away, run away, run away I know that I should But my heart wanna stay, wanna stay, wanna stay, wanna stay now You can see it in my eyes that I wanna take it down right now if I could So I hope you know what I mean when I say Let me take you dancing Two step to the bedroom We don't need no dance floor Let me see your best move Anything could happen Ever since I met you No need to imagine Baby, all I'm asking Is let me take you dancing Just us two in this party That Louis, that Prada Looks so much better off ya Turn me up, 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 be my waitress Now we not in love, so let's make it Tequila and vodka Girl, you might be a problem Run away, run away, run away, run away I know that I should But my heart wanna stay, wanna stay, wanna stay, wanna stay now You can see it in my eyes that I wanna take it down right now if I could So I hope you know what I mean when I say Thank you to all of the listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, and everyone logged on to JanoRadio.com. And of course, everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee Into World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Thank you for going along with me on the Friday Mix Summer Party Series, courtesy of moi. <laughs> yes, Teflon! All me, all me today, all me, rocking it solo. We had um, reggaeton, we had dance hall. Yeah. It's, it was fun, it was fun. I must say, a lot of work, but it was certainly fun. You can follow me on Twitter at New Media Moments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore me. And you can also find me on TikTok. And now for our Believe It or Not segment. Hang tight. Voice of our generation. It's your boy Drizzy Drake. This Drake. is Rihanna. It's a little Chico Pitbull. I'm Nicki Minaj. Yeah, this is Usher. It's your boy Flo Rida. And you're checking out. John O Radio. John O Radio. Music is my savior. Let me say that. Yeah. I love music. I will listen to music all day. I will choose music over TV or movies or anything. Give me music all day. All right. Uh, now it's time for Believe It or Not stories. Missouri man charged for fatally shooting his neighbor over 10-year lawn mowing dispute. After years of hostility, a Missouri man has been charged with fatally shooting his neighbor over lawn mowing. Now, According to the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office, Warner Trotter, who is 41, was fatally shot on his front porch on Monday. Samuel Avery, who is 42, of Kansas City, was charged with second-degree murder and armed criminal action. 
Court documents show that Avery called the police on Sunday to report that he had shot his neighbor. He was quickly taken into custody after he was found sitting on the porch of the house next door. It was reported that officers had been called to the men's homes twice before because they argued over Avery mowing his lawn too early in the morning. During these incidents, no arrests were made. Avery told investigators that they had been arguing for about 10 years. Before the shooting, Trotter made a hand gesture as if he were threatening to shoot Avery after he complained about his lawnmower being too loud. Avery said when he reported the incident to the police, they said there was nothing they could do. Shortly after trying to intimidate Avery, Trotter waved a real gun around and said nothing would happen to him. In the hours following, Trotter and another woman returned home with food from a restaurant. The woman told police she heard Trotter asking Avery, do you have something to say? Records show that Avery told police that Trotter reached for a gun before he began using his weapon. According to the statement, Trotter was captured on camera speaking to Avery, then starting to enter the house as Avery fired several shots at him. The probable cause statement claims that Trotter never reached for his weapon, which is supported by the footage. It was stated that before Trotter received medical attention, first responders took a firearm from his waistband. In addition to his $100,000 bond, Avery must participate in a drug and alcohol dependency program, wear a tracking device, and not possess or be in the presence of any weapons while on house arrest. You know how many times I've been um, woken up by lawnmowers, construction, but I don't mean I'm going to go out and shoot somebody. Ten years? Ten years, really? Over mowing the lawn? This is ridiculous. Where are these people from? But you know something? Let me not say anything. I'm going to give you all a little story. Well, I don't know. Marlon could probably tell the story better because he, he grew up in the situation. In Fort Lauderdale, his aunt, they have a neighbor. Or is the neighbor still there, Marlon? I don't even know. But there's a neighbor. And the neighbor would call the cops on them all the time. Who is he calling the cops on? The children. What are the children doing? Playing in the street. And... The ball happens to end up in their yard. And of course, the only way to get the ball is to go in the yard. There are no gates. There's no fence. There's nothing to stop you from retrieving. So they retrieve. And they would have the cops called on them all the time. Is that really necessary in a neighborhood? They're not causing you any harm. That's crazy. But he, no, he don't live there anymore. He moved out. He left. So after, I guess he couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> But why would you children do that to this poor man, huh, Marlon? I'll tell you something. Sorry to say, but we realize that's what he was doing all the time. We keep doing the same thing. We throw the ball over there ourselves. That's piss him off. <laughs> so you were little instigators. But yeah. Didn't your uncle get into a tangle with him too at one point? Yeah, you went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors from hell. What can I say? A burning 
human body was found hanging from a tree in Los Angeles. Well, Los Angeles is well-known Griffith Park. At around 12.30 p.m. on Tuesday, a park visitor was walking through Griffith Observatory when they saw a burning tree with a human hanging on it. The tree was near a merry-go-round at the park. The visitor immediately alerted the park's rangers, who then called in the police. There are no details about at what point the person hanging from the tree died, the New York Post reports. The hanging person has yet to be identified, but a spokesperson for the Los Angeles Fire Department says the body belonged to a woman. Right now, there are no signs that foul play took place. Detectives believe this was a self-induced death. It appears to be self-immolation said LAPD Detective Michael Ventura in an interview with ABC7. This is going to be somebody who brought some gasoline, brought some lighters. We have had, they are rare, but we do have cases where people will self-immolate. I'm trying to picture in my mind, how does one do that? What, you set yourself on fire and then hang yourself, you hang yourself and while you're hanging your lighters, how does that work? Or you climb up in the tree Put a rope around your neck, light yourself on fire, and then you jump off. Is that what? Hold on. Why? That's, what That's what it sounds like, right? I'm trying to fathom how one does that. I've never heard of this ca- these kind of cases before. It's the first time. They're saying it happens, but um, not often. It's rare. But it's my first time even hearing the word immolation. Wow, learning something new. A deliberate and willing sacrifice of one's of oneself often by fire. Self-immolation. Wow. Hmm. So, ooh, so this is something that is done in Buddhism. Monks do it. Oh my gosh, I'm learning something new today. Self-immolation, I'm on, and I am on Google, folks. So self-immolation refers to the ascetic practice in Buddhism of voluntarily terminating one's own life or offering parts of one's own body, usually by setting oneself ablaze. In the narrative literature of early Indian Buddhism, self-immolation was presented as a heroic act. Wow. Never knew this. This is news to me. First time hearing about it. Oh my. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm in disbelief. Was anybody else familiar with this practice? Wow. Why would I do that to myself? And then clearly it seems as though it's in a park where there would be children because there's a a merry-go-round close by. They don't think that that would be traumatic for a child or for anyone. It would be traumatic for me seeing that much less children will never be able to erase that from their memory. A Florida teacher resigns after colleagues snatches pictures of black leaders from his classroom wall. A Florida teacher has resigned after his colleague removed photos of prominent black figures. Michael James, a white ESE educator from the Escambia County School District, was preparing his classroom for incoming students earlier this week. While doing so, a board-certified behavior analyst and a behavior coach entered his class and began helping him reconfigure it 
to meet the needs of his students. According to James, the employees observed his newly decorated bulletin board behind his desk that featured photos of black leaders such as Martin Luther King Jr., Harriet Tubman, Colin Powell, and George Washington Carver. Each image featured a short blurb about their contributions and achievements. The behavior analyst quickly began removing the photos but left the Pledge of Allegiance, which was also on the bulletin board. The employee allegedly told James that the images were not age-appropriate. James, being new to the district and reluctant to cause a fuss, initially remained silent, but said the more he dwelled on the incident, the more it upset him. After some thought, he emailed a letter to Governor Ron DeSantis and Escambia County Superintendent Tim Smith on Monday. The following day, he officially resigned from his position. The teacher, who has taught special needs children for nearly two decades, said he was floored by his colleagues' actions. The 61-year-old explained that he chose the theme for the bulletin board because his, his students were primarily black, and he felt it was important for them to see historical black leaders that they could look up to. He also slammed the school board for not investing as much money into the school because it mainly consists of African-American students. Escambia County School District launched an investigation and refuted James's version of events. They claimed that the employee only removed the pictures because the bulletin board had to be dedicated to state-required curricular materials. They defended the behavior analyst's actions stating that she thought the board was nice but knew that the specific population of st students needed the instructional materials to be within their eyesight. Despite what the school board called inaccuracies in his story, James says the behavior analyst never mentioned state materials needing to be on the board before she began snatching them down. Didn't they say they have removed critical race theory from the classrooms? The teacher did nothing wrong. He wants his students to be familiar with their history, with known figures who have accomplished something, who have made strides, who have led to the freedoms, quote-unquote freedoms that we enjoy, and that's not, you, because you don't agree, you tear it down. And then the school district is in support of you tearing it down. But it's so, I, I guarantee you, if it were white faces that were on that board, the teacher would not have torn them down. And I'm going to leave that right there. What, does, what do they mean by the, the children are too young to learn? Too young to learn about what? Huh? But you leave the Pledge of Allegiance up there. Too young to learn what? Huh? Too young to learn about African Americans? To learn to understand that the world is filled with people of African descent? What? I'm trying to figure this out, and I can't. I can't understand the rationale, and I can't understand the rationale of the county. 
A Brooklyn funeral home has been sued for failing to embalm a woman. Maggots were observed crawling from her eye. Ouch. A Brooklyn funeral home is under fire for, for improperly preserving a woman's body to the point where there were maggots on her during the funeral. The family of Regina Christophe was already dealt a devastating blow when she passed away in her sleep on June 24th from natural causes. The family hired McManus Funeral Home, remember that name, McManus Funeral Home, and they retrieved her body from the medical examiner on June 28th. When her mother, Chantelle Jean, first tried to see her daughter, the funeral home told her no because Christophe was not dressed. When Jean asked again, they gave her another excuse, this time stating that the woman's body had not yet been embalmed. Jean was not permitted to see her daughter until the day of the funeral service on July 9th and was met with a nightmarish scene. Christophe's body was partially wrapped in a plastic bag and the clothing she was dressed in was soiled. Even more disturbing, the woman's corpse had not been embalmed and her face was completely melted with maggots coming from her eye. Oh. Her family says her body had been left to decompose in the funeral home since arriving there. Apart from all, it was just the incredible stench of the decomposing body that permeated the funeral home. After witnessing her daughter's remains in the casket, Jean quickly stopped her 16-year-old and six-year-old children from viewing their mother in that condition. McManus's manager, Anthony Tenga, said he was devastated by how Christophe's remains looked, but claims he informed the family of her condition the day before the wake and the day of the memorial. Tenga blamed the deterioration of the body on several factors, including the amount of time the body spent in the heat before being brought to the medical examiner. However, Jean believes that the funeral home was negligent from the start and never bothered embalming her daughter, whom she says looked like a monster during the unbearable service. They should have just cremated her at that point. That's what, that's what they should have done, just cremated her. So I had to look up. I hate to say it, I had to look it up. So they say that after you pass, flies will enter your body and lay eggs within 24 hours. And within two to three weeks, that's when the maggots will start. So what happened within that time that they couldn't embalm this person? Hmm. Hmm. Good question. Negligence, Javette. Negligence. Now, if I were a funeral home director, and let us say the body came in in a partially decomposed fashion, I would make a couple recommendations. My first would be cremation. That would be my first, because I'd think of myself, would I want to be on display in a casket in a church or in wherever you're going to have the service looking like that? No. I wouldn't want that for myself. So, Grant me some decency in my death. Go ahead and cremate me. So I would make that recommendation. My second recommendation is if the family says no, no cremation, we want to bury the family member as is, I would recommend a closed casket. Why would you do an open casket if somebody is partially decomposed? 
I think that is in poor taste, if you ask me, not being considerate of the deceased, not being considerate of the, those who are coming to support, offer their condolences. That's just me. And I may be wrong on that. I don't know. I don't know. What can I say? I would, I would be devastated. And I don't like funerals already, but I would be devastated if it was someone in my family. Jeru says in entertainment news, Jeru says he does not condone or agree with Irv Gotti's behavior in regards to his recent Drink Champs interview about Ashanti. Yeah, um, I think Irv Gotti, you talk too much. You got to know when to shut the hell up. It's not everything good for eat, good for talk. Are you this much hung up on Ashanti? Aren't you? I thought you had a wife, a whole wife. Go ahead, Dr. Daphne. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't come. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Aren't you, um, don't you have a whole wife? So you're telling me all these years you never got over Ashanti? You talk too much. And I agree with Jarul. You chat too much. Too much. Too, too much. And Twitter users drag Britney Spears after she only names black artists while referencing the marijuana use at K-Fed's home. She she was quoted saying that house has more weed than ludicrous 50 cent Jay-Z and Puff Daddy combined. <laughs> girl! 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 You're wrong for that. You're wrong for that. That's all I'm gonna say. Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Th 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 thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.